Gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the Conspiracy Castle. I'm your Conspiracy Asshole Primetime 99, Alex Stein, and I'm on the grind all the time. And tonight we have a very uh, special guest. We are doing a cross stream with the one, the only uh, Jim and Rich Airy. I think I actually have it backwards. Do I have the names in the correct order on the screen, or is it backwards? It re- I knew it was backwards. I knew it was backwards. I'll be able to fix that. Okay, but I'm with, you can't tell, but you'll see on the left is Jim and on the right is Rich. And uh, these guys are, you know, I was listening to some of your tweets, uh, and I guess I think it was Rich's tweets, I believe. Um, uh, what's the deal with the wrestling? You said you caught more wrestling in some other state than your home state. Explain that. Uh, that's just the last thing. I just remember, I just remember you said something like that. And I was like, I wonder why, I wonder why you can see more, you know, like, why is that? Why were you able to do that? is a is a top five powerhouse and as is oklahoma both places where i've lived so it's kind of ironic that we've been able to take in more college wrestling matches than we did uh when we were living in those other states yeah that blows my mind uh that that your dad dialed into the wrestling game because like you guys were saying you guys mentioned the dupont thing so we were just talking about oh, yeah. that uh so you know like that's one of the most intense wrestling stories to ever be told is the uh you know, the story of the DuPont, uh, the guy is the richest guy ever. This is where it gets conspiratorial is people don't realize the DuPont family guys is one of the most powerful families, um, that exists. And it's like oh, one geez. of those, it's like one of those type of families that like, you know, you don't know about, you know what I mean? That like really pulls the, the triggers. So for the people that don't know, tell them a little bit about the wrestling, whoever wants to say, you know, kind of the story of the, the DuPont and, uh, what's the name of the wrestler that he killed? The, uh, Dave Schultz, but yeah. Mark Schultz was Dave's brother. And he originally was the guy who got the deal with DuPont. And just to let everyone know, like wrestling isn't a lucrative sport, especially in the nineties. It wasn't, we weren't making a lot of money. So here comes in this eccentric millionaire, offer mark schultz all this money mark was on the team for a while had some issues with him and then he left and then they brought in dave and dave dave is the one who's kind of known as the guru the yoda type dude but if you look at the statistics mark had a better wrestling career on paper um but you know because of the way dave went out when dupont lost his mind all the cocaine and everything and shot him Dave kind of became this legend, not that he wasn't or doesn't deserve it, but he kind of had more of a name than Mark, but Mark actually did more 
on the wrestling side of things, right, Rich? Well, he was yeah. the Olympic champion, right? They were both oh. Olympic champs. Oh, they both were Olympic champs. Yeah, okay. yeah. Dave was more of a um, he was more of a diplomat. He was more of a you know he he learned how to speak Russian so he could. He didn't do cocaine with Mark Dupont, probably. No, right? yeah, no, that's no. the difference. I mean, the, um, Mark has admitted that he did cocaine with Dave uh, with with John Dupont. Dave, the older brother, he didn't, um, and so. Yeah, Mark. In the movie, to... in the movie, they showed him doing it on a helicopter together. You know, that's that's the only reference I know. And I know movies are fake as crap, but I'm just I'm guessing. I just got the impression that, um, uh, you know, he would, you know, he like dyed his hair. He was kind of a wild young guy. Why not? I mean, I've tried cocaine. I, if I was around a millionaire with cocaine, I would. And I don't know. I, I would be tempted to try it. Yeah, I'm right there with you, bro. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying, if a guy, I don't, I, I don't if do I'm a cocaine, bro, I just like the way it smells. No, yeah, exactly. And I'm not <laughs> pro cocaine. Everyone's like, oh, you're on Adderall cocaine. No, I don't use any drugs anymore, believe it or not. But what I'm not saying since is, Clark Gable. Exactly. You know Press that. Wow, piece. I appreciate that. RIP. But oh, what I'm fan, saying is, I, I would be, yeah, that's true. I would be so, t- I, you know, it'd be hard to say no if you had John DuPont's, like, I'll give you money and, you know, whatever. And you'd be like, this guy's doing cocaine? Yeah, I think I would probably... You'd almost do it to, like, fit in kind of type deal. But I guess yeah. Mark I guess Mark didn't do that. No, Mark was the guy that was doing it. Oh, excuse me, Dave. Yes, yeah. I get confused. Dave, the one that died, the one that got shot. Yeah. So it's just funny. The honorable brother, everybody goes needs to go see the movie. It's Steve Carell did one of the best acting jobs ever. Uh, and what was the movie called? Uh, um, Fox, Fox Catcher. Fox Catcher had that. And there's... There's a 30 for 30 called The Prince of Pennsylvania. That's really good. And then there's another documentary on Netflix that's called Foxcatcher, I believe, as well. Or there's a, there's another documentary on Netflix they can watch that details it a little bit more in depth and doesn't have the the Hollywood kind of side to it. And then Mark the Mark wrote a book or co-wrote a book called Foxcatcher as well that kind of goes more in depth into into Mark as an individual. Um, and then touches on what happened to Dave at the end of everything. Yeah, I mean, that shows you John DuPont was, like, so out of touch with reality that he thought he could, like, shoot somebody, like, I guess on his own property. I don't know what he was thinking. Like, he was obviously mentally ill, but that's still not an excuse. You know, he probably thought he could just shoot somebody and uh, one of his manservants, I guess, would cover it up. But, and then he went and hold himself inside of his house. Um, but can you imagine you have all that money? I guess what I'm trying to say in a roundabout way is I come from a neighborhood, a pretty affluent neighborhood. It doesn't matter how much money you have. You still have anxiety and depression. It's it's weird. Almost like that that old cliche, mo money, mo problems. No problems. Even if they're not real problems, they're like self-created problems because he didn't have any family. I mean, I don't think he had any friends. John DuPont, I don't think he had well, any. No, that was one of the things that his he found out that his mom, I think it was like their driver, had a son. And he found out that his mom was paying the son to hang out with him when he was, you know, preteen or whatever. And that that fucked with him. So that was one of those things. But I think he just went off the rails because he, he was in a cocaine psychosis. You know, you can you can only do so much on on a consistent basis before you start hearing things, seeing things. You know, it got to the point where, you know. He, anything that was black had to be removed from the property that included the African-American wrestlers that were on team Fox catcher. They what? Had, Wait, oh, say yeah. that again. So he got rid of, so there was, so, so he was like treadmills, TVs, anything that was black. He thought was a demon. It was a demon or it was, it was bugged or something. So, so he was that cracked out. That's how yeah, out of touch he was. Like, yeah, he wow. was out of his mind. And that, that was the thing little by little, you know, he had pulled guns on people and done different things and people were, one by one leaving to go leave, get away from it or tell. Cause they me, knew he you know, was cracked out. Whoa, 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 I want to hear. Sorry. I'm just saying, could you imagine being a guy that's that rich and on cocaine with guns and stuff? I would want to get the heck out of there too. So, so, but slowly these people, like you said, these wrestlers, they don't have a ton of money. They don't have a lot of support financially. So, you know, it's, they're stuck between a rock and a hard place, as they say. Yeah. And that was what Dave, Dave was really trying to be a diplomat and, see the forest through the trees and and realize that this money and the housing is going to allow him to pursue his Olympic dream of winning another gold medal. Cause in 95, he was the world champion. So this was leading into the 96 Atlanta Olympics. He was the top guy on the rung in the ladder in the United States. Dave was Dave Dave was. was. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. So Dave was going, he was training to go into the Olympics. What is about Mark? Was he done with his run at this time? He was done. He was into coaching. He was coaching at uh, Brigham Young University at the time. And um, even but Dave's the that, older brother, though, right? 
Yeah, well, that, the one that's that a, died. There was that's the thing. Dave won in '84, and then another wrestler, Kenny Monday, came around and was in top of the ladder. Beat Dave in '88 and '92, and then Kenny Monday retired, but David still stayed active, so he kind of had the longevity and then got back into competitive wrestling uh, after 92 and was going to make a run for the 96 Olympics and won the world championships in 95. Does the top guy in 92 crush the top guy in 2022? No. No. No? There's better wrestling now. There's, There's better, better wrestlers. Are you saying they're better guys, wrestlers? Really? Guys might have been, like, tougher, but the technique these days is so on point. Like these, Who's these the most famous real. wrestler? Rulon Gardner? No, Jordan, right Jordan now, Burrows. currently, it's Jordan Burroughs. Oh, yeah, Jersey. Jordan Burroughs. He's, he's from New Jersey. Why is Rulon Gardner just because he was a dark horse uh, Olympic champion? Is that why? Well, he'd be, he'd be corralling, you know, yeah. and that guy hadn't lost in like 20 years or something like that. And look at him. Look how he looked and look how corralling looked. Yeah, I'll never forget Rulon Gardner. He's my favorite. But um, listen, this is the thing with the Greco-Roman wrestling. I'm actually really mad. I, and I might have said this last time. I wish I would have wrestled in high school. I wrestled in eighth grade just a little bit, like kind of just like for, you know, um, they'd have like, you know, uh, elective day where I would go wrestling. I should have kept with it, but I just played football. But the guys that wrestled that played football were badasses. You're just better. You know, wrestling makes you – it's like the most uh, – it's probably the best training sport to train you for all around, you know what I mean? Like for physical fitness, I don't think there's a better sport than wrestling. No, and it, it, in terms of just work ethic and discipline, any martial art for for that yeah. matter, combat sports going to teach you how to be disciplined and how to have work ethic, but then also kind of defend yourself. But we don't want to spend the whole show talking about wrestling. No, I know. That's, I you. just I'm just interested in wrestling because you know, like I said, we're talking about you know Foxcatcher. We're talking about the things I know that that are that I remember you tweeting about. And the only reason I bring that up is because, like I said, I never get to talk to anybody about wrestling. You know, I think it's something interesting uh, because it's like I said, it's kind of like a sport that doesn't doesn't have that glitz and glamour. You know, you think it, it deserves a little more respect uh, for how hard wrestlers work. But I guess it gets lumped in with like professional wrestling. And I, I still like professional wrestling. You know what I mean? I don't hate professional. I don't really keep up with it. But as a kid, it was like my favorite. So. I, don't, I guess my last question is, do you think professional wrestling is bad for Greco-Roman wrestling? Uh, I don't think I don't think they really correlate. Even though, like, back in the day, the origin of professional wrestling was from amateur wrestling, and then they started fixing it in the carnivals because guys couldn't go hour matches and stuff. So. It was always fixed, but Kurt Angle was, like, one of the best wrestlers ever. He was a wrestler. One of Dave, Schultz was, uh, uh, Dave Schultz was his mentor, too. No! So, Kurt was Kurt. So, that means Kurt was at Foxcatcher. So yeah. he was at Foxcatcher and he has his own podcast and he did a whole like Foxcatcher episode and he talked about DuPont putting a gun to his head and making him go down this like dark tunnel to see if there was like a ghost because he was like taking all these like cracked out Polaroid pictures and seeing like the flash and he thought it was a ghost. So he made like Kurt go down there with like a gun to his head and then after he left, he's like, I'm out, I'm done. Wow, I gotta listen to that. I'm very actually gonna listen to that tonight. The Kurt Angle uh, uh, Foxcatcher. No, so that's why I asked only because that movie and it's cool and because I like the professional wrestling. So I guess that's kind of why I'm a little interested in, you know, the origins of uh, per, uh, you know Greco-Roman wrestling. But I know they're not the same. Okay, a little bit about me, guys. Primetime 99 for the people watching at home. I'm a viral sensation. You know what I mean? Right now, Fauci, I'm hot. The Fauci Ouchie, but not even that. You know what's got me even a lot? I mean, the Fauci Ouchie was the most viral video. I've ever had and probably never even will have a video like that. Gerard again. banging your wife? Yeah, but Gerardo is okay. But did you see Andy No, the Antifa yes. guy? Dude, we gotta go to this. Look at this. Hold on. We gotta share that. I gotta show this. How are you finding out about this or how are you getting access to these events? Well, they're all most of them are online. And see, some cities are hard. Like I like Chicago is almost like impossible because uh they only do like 10 people and it's five. Um uh, virtual and five in person, and they and they pick it by lottery. So you know the not verifying your your location or anything. No, but then I was seeing and like I was trying to sign up for this the Loudon County in Virginia that's like having all this trouble, and there's the teachers. A, yeah, that's the only place I've seen where they ask for some sort of proof of um um address. But I would just say that I work at this place. If you work in the county, I mean I don't have to have a business card. You know, I would just tell them the address of where I work. I don't know how they could say I don't work there. But um so that's my plan. And that's the only that's the only place I would see that, that you'd have to verify. But okay, hold on. Let me do a screen share. Share screen, your entire screen. 
We'll share this one. Okay, share. And then this is the article. Let's see if people can see it. <laughs> but this is Andy No. So this guy went on on uh, Joe Rogan's show. He got beat up by Antifa. So like yeah. he's like he's like all like into the the thing because he uh, I don't know he's from Portland and so he's like annoyed by Mayor Wheeler. So he just sent me in a really nice compliment and started following me and uh, just told me that uh, he really liked it. And then he wrote that article. So um, and this is it on the the post millennial. Comedian posing as Antifa infiltrates Portland City Council meeting, uh, you know, and, you know, puts his own tweet there to the thing. But that's the full video. So we can watch it. Not that we even need to really watch it. But this, uh, I'm just saying this is sweet that this guy wrote about it. Chill in Portland. No, I mean, not really. I'm just happy that it's funny because this, this, I did this article. I, I spoke at Marin County about Gerardo and, and the guy that works for the Marin Independent. That's the local newspaper in Marin. They, um, they, what you would call it, or wrote an article about me. So, so he, he, he was writing an article about me before and Andy No, before I knew Andy No was like writing that article about me. I was like all pumped up. I was like, Oh, it's so cool. The Marin Independent, the small like newspaper. This guy didn't even have a blue check. Not that that matters, but like there's so many people that have blue check marks that are like fake journalists that just are just crap. So I figured, Oh, this guy's really on like the small independent newspaper. Uh, this is sweet. You know, I'm just happy that somebody's interested. And it's just funny, in the same day, even before that article came out, after he interviewed me, Andy No reaches out and wrote an article. So it's just, it's kind of, I got lucky with that. It makes me feel, I was very happy about that. So we know you as someone who's been, you know, you've been posting your Dallas stuff for, for a minute. And, and after your mom passed, God, God bless her, it just seems like you got another level, man. You're just not stopping that Fauci out. She took off and now you're going to all these other Zoom meetings. It's like it's a stage for you at this point. You're like, all right, let's find find an interview or a Zoom and let's go make it our own. So how do you go in this with the mindset of like, I'm going to troll the whole time? How do you not get too serious? Like when do you know to, all right, we got to cut it, we got to leave? Or do you go for the plane crash into the mountain? Oh, I do. The total kamikaze pilot style, dude. It's the only way. It's, that's the only way to survive um, when you're doing that, when you're doing a troll. Like you have to go like Andy Kaufman. You have to be triggering. Like sometimes I always get mad that I don't go far enough with like my emotions or with the way I act. Um, but you're right, dude. It's like having an open mic in front of a camera where they're filming you, where everybody's acting like, oh, you know, my dog's pooping in my yard and y'all should clean You know, the neighbors should clean it up or get fines. You know, people are talking about their real life problems. And I'm pretending to be Antifa, and it just flips the whole script. So, yes, I found this little niche, and I'm surprised. I'm not the first person to ever go try to be funny at, like, a city council meeting. There's no doubt about that. But I'm just surprised more people sh more people should do it. I, I don't even think if more people do it and they get even more, you know, views from it or whatever, I, God bless their soul, good for them. But more people should go to the thing uh, and speak at these public meetings. But at the same time, it's like now I kind of have to do it. It's kind of like my niche. I feel like I'm almost worried that it's going to be 10 years from now. I'm still going to be doing this all the time. Then it's going to be really weird. You know what I mean? Can you imagine 10 years of me calling into Portland City Council? Think about what they would. I mean, this is my, my plan for next week because they actually have the same rule where you have to speak once a month. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to get a guy on Fiverr to read a message like he's ISIS and that he loves Wheeler, and I, I can play it through the OBS. When they say it's your turn, I can play the video through my OBS, and it'll be like him talking about, oh, we, you know, like the Taliban even thanks you so much for rigging the, you know, and doing whatever, you know, just say that the Taliban likes him. And then I'll have the guy do it behind a green screen so I can make it look like a cave with, like, the Taliban uh, stuff behind it. Do they do they cringe when they see you coming in Dallas at the meetings or they I mean, how Little. does it because you've done it a couple times now. Do they just they have to let you speak? Is that what it is? They have to. But there's limits like, you know, it's, you know, time limits and once a month. But you can go to multiple different meetings. Uh, but yeah, they now they know me in Dallas. I mean, I've complained. I've gone as transgendered. I've gone and sang and I've sprayed Purell on my face. I mean, at this point, they're never going. I mean. They don't like me, but they can't forget me. You know what I mean? It's like when you have when you go to a restaurant, you might go there one time, and if it gives you food poisoning, you'll never forget forget about it. I'm like that restaurant that gives you food poisoning. They just not a good feeling when they think about me, but they can never forget it. 
like a Burger King plant-based burger. Yeah, I know. Diarrhea <laughs> in the front and the back. And I haven't had one. I have, I, and I'm still, I was trying to, I mean, I've been better on my fitness. I've lost seven pounds this month. That's not good. I was hoping to lose more, but I didn't eat a McDonald's or a Burger King this whole month. The thing is I ate a, I ate a Domino's quite a bit. It's sort of a little problem, but, um, but I was eating, listen to this. And I always no about shake the, for two months, dude. And I, I'm stopped. I mean, dude, I'm just saying, I'm so happy. Dude. You have no idea. Dude, some days I would go twice so some days i went three times to the drive to the same one yeah because it's right by my house even the guys knew me there and they're all mm -hmm. young kid punk kids working luckily they're all young kids i didn't feel that weird um you know uh you know i would almost feel more judgmental if it was like adults my age or because they're like high school kids who are half stoned i didn't feel as guilty do um does it does anyone like afterwards after the ones in dallas does anyone come up to you outside or have you been approached by anyone? i get out of there i get out of there but no the meeting's still going on uh but see i don't understand why these mayors and stuff if they really know that i'm trolling like that mayor wheeler even though everything i said in the philadelphia city council meeting was like basically true uh you know he says it, it's satire but i i don't know why they don't press me i mean that would be kind of nerve-wracking if they did press me a little bit and i was like oh you know like what are you saying why are you doing this I would definitely, you know, press him back. I'm just saying, if I was the mayor, I would be, I guess, a little more intense. You know, they didn't want to come off the cross. But the problem is they are, like I always say, NPCs, like they're non-playable characters. So they really don't want to dangle. They don't want to come down with the low-hanging fruit and get in, you know, uh, a bare-knuckle brawl. Are they all masked? Do you ever get a smile uh, crack? They're all triple vaccinated. So they're all, you know, I mean, if you in Texas, not everybody rocks the mask because it's, do they crack a smile? Have you ever seen someone crack a smile? Yeah, this guy, Chad yeah. West, he's, he smiles. He's a nice guy. Like one of the city councilmen's nice. They all Shout should out be to Chad West. Yeah, they all should be nice <laughs> to me. I mean, there's, it's nothing like, oh, I go up there for three minutes and do something entertaining. I mean, the rest of the day, they're like voting on whatever, you know, stupid, uh, you know, it's something dumb they're voting on anyway, you know, throughout the day. Not that stupid, but you know what I mean? Like, it's not like they're, um, uh, it's not like they're doing anything fun anyway. They're literally voting on should we uh, extend the 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 biggest thing they voted on recently is they stopped from two a.m. to six a.m. They made it where sexually oriented businesses have to cl be closed. So I'm kind of forced. Next week is my month long where I can go back. Um, and I was planning on like doing another like Fauci ouchie. I had to do like a remix. Is like I kind of like talked it up the first one. Uh, so I don't know if I was I don't know if I was gonna do that or I was gonna go and say I was a prostitute dressed like in a weird outfit and be like y'all are like taking Rocky Horror Picture Show kind of yeah and be like y'all are taking kind of like do weird some kind of weird top and weird sunglasses and we you know just look weird uh, just freestyle the time warp dog and, and just be like you know y'all are taking food off my table and I can't you know. You I'm got not gonna that, survive. Dude. Speaking of your freestyle, and I, I was just catching up. You were in like a, a Dallas freestyle king rap battle, and you had all these. You were talking about George Floyd with your his knee on your neck, and you couldn't breathe, and you had black women clapping you, dude. It was it was it was awesome. They love that. Dude. They like, and you know, actually, they got kind of quiet when I said the George Floyd uh, comment, to be honest. But uh, they still, I didn't. I should have had like. Fill the void, George Floyd. I didn't have like a rhyme to it. If I would have had a rhyme, that probably would have helped. But yes, they did like that, uh, uh, surprisingly. Uh, you know, black people love controversial stuff too. People like everybody wants to be politically correct. Nobody really wants to be that politically correct. And you know, people kind of want to be politically incorrect. They just don't want to be the victim of or the butt of a joke, basically. I think at this day and age, we need more Alex Stein because everyone is so on the other <laughs> side of things. Like, we need to be able to laugh at things. And it's not just your. Uh, city council zoom meetings like you were at tom thumb the other day and there was two employees going at it like your street beat stuff is is, <laughs> is superb as well that's too nice yeah wasn't that crazy they were just like having a conflict from years ago i ended up finding out you know through you know the, the process of asking questions but yeah now they all know me at that tom thumb because i shared it with their instagram so now i walk and not that they didn't already kind of recognize me in the tom thumb but now they have like a reason to kind of they have one manager, like there's multiple managers there, and this one is the Mexican manager that's really nice to me, but he's like, oh, man, that video is not good. Like, no, good. Like, no, good. Like, you can tell he's sick about the video. He's nice to me. He's not mean to me about it. 
But I'm like, yeah, the video's like, it's up to 9,000 views right now. He's like, oh, no, no. I could tell he was like visibly upset. I was like, but don't worry, it's not this location. He's like, still, still. I can just tell that he's he's twisted up about it. Uh, and then there was a female manager. She didn't like it either, but she was laughing. She, you know, she's just, I guess she knows like the level, like the ceiling of being a manager at a grocery store. She's not worried that they're going to fire before because of it. She knows she, her job is fine. But I guess this guy maybe is just a little worried that it's going to somehow reflect poorly on him that two like African-American children, you know, I'm guessing they're like in their early 20s or are fighting. I don't I think anybody with half a brain will realize that's not anybody's fault. Have you always been this guy? I know you did. Was it shame on you? Like, have you always been this outgoing and have no fear about 499? 499. No, have I always been outgoing? I'm really actually not very social, to be honest. But um, yes, I've always been. Uh, no fear? No, I have a lot of fear, but I think you just turned it off. I mean, I have anxiety. I don't, I mean, it's, I have fear. Uh, I, I mean, I mean, do you, you're going on Blaze TV and you're taking the, you're taking the show over. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm dude, I'm not in fear when I get in front of a microphone or camera, really. I mean, no, I don't really, and like, that's what I'm saying. Like when they, when they turn on the camera and they say it's your time to speak, like like that Fauci Ouchie rap, like I freestyled that. I mean, I kind of had some like ideas of what I want to say. I had music to it, but I didn't memorize the words. Um, so what I'm saying is like, yeah, when I turn it, when I when I I guess when I'm like turning it on, I don't have fear. But like before stuff, and you know, I have anxieties and fear about you know stuff. You know, it you know, it's not. I wish I was like some badass, like ultimate badass, fearless. But really, I actually fear a lot of stuff. Um, but when a camera comes on, I like can turn, I'm like a, a whore or something. You know what I mean? I can turn a trick for the camera. Uh, it's just something, something about me uh, changes. Has it ever gone wrong? Yeah, I've been kicked off all kinds of reality shows. Oh, yeah, that's why I learned the hard lesson. That's why I was on like the show, The Glass House on ABC in 2012. It was like this huge reality show during the NBA finals. I mean, this is ABC Channel 8 or wherever it's different, every place. But this is one of the main, this is a national. You don't have to have cable to watch this show. And like four or five million people watched the first episode. And I basically was like the dumbest villain ever. I was like calling chicks fat and stuff and trying to, you know, I was getting all the attention, but I was doing it in the wrong way. And so I was just, uh, yeah, so I've embarrassed myself. That's why, in a way, all that helped me because now I'm fearless. I don't really care. I'm, you can cancel me all you want. I've already been on TV and they canceled me for being an idiot, for being a villain. So it's like I'm kind of embracing the joke. I am the villain. I'm the tr I was trolling on that show then before the, in 2012. That wasn't like people called me a troll, but that wasn't like the, the, in the, you know, terminology like we use it now. So I've always been kind of a troll. I just trolled wrong. And so now I guess my trolling skills are getting sharper. I spent so much time under the bridge that I'm figuring out how to get above the bridge and really mess with the people that are, don't want to pay the toll, I guess you say. But what about like the, just the public ones, like the beach street type stuff of any, has any of that stuff ever gone sideways on you? I mean, not really. I mean, I, you know, you go outside and people are usually pretty nice in the public. Like the, the other day, there's one, I mean, this wasn't even sideways. Gosh, this guy wanted to fight so bad, or he just wanted all the smoke. I was like, uh, just had my camera, and I had like, I carry like a little camera bag, like, or it's just like a little bag. And so I was just trying to, the bed of a guy's truck, he had like a, a bed cover. It was a nice truck. It's like a 2012 Dodge Ram, not brand new, like 10, eight years old, maybe, maybe 2015 or something. White truck. You could tell the guy cared, cared about it. But all I did, I had like this little camera, not even my bag. I just set, I set the camera up, not like I wasn't even trying to film. I just kind of set the camera up to get something out of the bag to hook into the camera. And as soon as he saw me do that, like I put the camera like on the, on his truck bed and then like I went into the thing, he hit the gas. But luckily it was so close, the thing fell off and like I was like right there to catch it. You know what I mean? Cause he went so fast. And I'm like, dude, I, I was just sitting there for a second. I didn't want to set it on the ground. I didn't want you to actually run over it because he was like parked in this. He was parked on the street and I'm on the sidewalk, you know. And so like just imagine a car parked on the street and I'm on the sidewalk just putting my thing there because I didn't want to set it on the ground and trying to get something out. And he like tries to skirt off really fast. And I catch him I'm like, what? He's like, what the fuck? Get off my truck. And so that was the only time I was like, wow, is this guy about to fight? I thought he was really about to fight me. I, I immediately went like, all right, all right. Sorry, bud. Um, but that's like the only time really somebody wanted to like fight. He's like, get the fuck off my truck. Um, I was just like, whoa. In Texas, we're in Texas. People are nice. Like you can sit on a person's bed of their truck. Like, I don't, I don't know. I just, people throw, 
I know that's annoying. People throw trash in beds of trucks and stuff like that. I don't know. I guess I'm the type of guy that, you know, is being annoying would throw like an empty water bottle in some bed of a truck. Like, you know, maybe that's not the nice thing to do. Maybe I, that's what I deserve for punk, for, you know, joking with people and putting stuff in other people's beds of trucks. But this guy was not having it. He didn't want, not want me to touch his truck one bit. He was pissed. But that wasn't really filming. That was just me putting my camera. And I was in Deep Elm, and he was probably drunk. So, and I don't drink. So I'm not like in an area with a lot of drunk people. So no, no, most people usually don't give me a lot of kickback. Um, the, the places I, the, where I get the most kickback is like when I uh, crash a rally, like the Kyle Rittenhouse protest. Uh, that is where I get kickback because people want to, you know, kick me out. But other than doing something like, you know, retardo like that, no, nobody, you know, nobody gives me any kickback. How how is it with the Q people? You're going in on them pretty they're my, well. They're my favorite people. They're the chillest people. They're still in Dallas, supposedly. The the cult that runs it. Um, they're still like in Dallas. Uh, yeah, but I mean, obviously they're nut jobs. What they think is happening, you know, they're they're not based in reality, but they're really nice. Uh, and like really and truly, I almost think they're more connected in reality than like a lot of the freaky liberal people. So, um. I don't know. It's weird how, like, in the conspiracy world, I always think about it. It's like, you know, they say baby truth or this and that. Everybody believes a different thing, whether it's, like, Bigfoot, the moon landing. Like, every, it's just different strokes for different folks. So nobody will ever be on the same, you know, wavelength when it comes to that. So I guess it just kind of muddles it up, I guess, a little bit is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, you know, the thing that gets me about the community is – there's so much infighting and you that's know, within, yeah. like within like, you don't believe you know, this. You don't believe yeah, that. You know, even just within the, the confines of Bigfoot, you know, there's some people that think he's a shapeshifter and travels through dimensions. There's other people think it's a humanoid and they just can't connect on anything like to come to a common, you know, it's like almost like separate Bigfoot connection conferences, depending on what, what aspect of it you believe about. Yeah, and ju- just to add to that, Alex, because I know you ha- had some problems with the David Weiss fan base. What happened there? Were you not flat earth enough for those people? Because then you guys I, have a podcast going down. I did. Well, no, Dave and I still are, you know, we, we can randomly do that podcast. No, it wasn't with that. It's like, I guess this one guy, um, uh, his name's Jake. He has like a pretty decent following. He's like 40,000 subs. And so he just like went after Jaron and David. I guess I was kind of like, you know, uh, collateral damage just because I was a co- co-host on their show. Um, so it's really not a beef between me and Dave, but like Dave and Jaron, they got, they got, you know, so annoyed by it from this guy that they're like, yeah, we want to slow down doing shows. <laughs> and I don't blame them. A li- I mean, I don't blame them. if I had a guy making hate content about me. I mean, I, I don't, wouldn't care two shits, but I'm just different than Jaron. I'm different than David. They're older. They're just, you know, they don't want, I guess they don't want that low vibrational energy. So yeah. So we're like, let's just kind of slow down the show. Uh, so yeah. So the haters, but you know, honestly, God, it's kind of, it happened right at that time. I started getting super busy. So it's kind of a nice thing that I have my Thursday afternoon open. Um, so it was almost like kismet that the show had that eruption because it's not, it's still not over. I can still do shows with David and Jaron. Um, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. It's, it's not, it's not the same as it was because all, there was so many haters that went after, uh, more so Jaron and David. I kind of liked it when they went after me. How about McToon? Have you made up with him yet? No, dude, McToon. <laughs> I blocked McToon, dude. I'm done with McToon. McToon is so lame because McToon won't even, he won't even debate me with James as a, de- as a moderator. He's just, McToon is the worst. He's just, they, they even try to create their own debate channel with like no subs to try to get me on it and pick his own moderator, like all this stuff just to debate me about the moon. It doesn't even take all that, bud. Um, and his opening statement was the week I've been in, I've been in lots of debates. I don't even know how many. I've never had a debate as weak opening statement as his. So he just didn't want any of the smoke. He doesn't want it. And if he does, he wants to be like totally. Uh, protected, which I would debate him on a neutral platform, but I'm not going to debate him on his own show with his own moderator. It's like, that's just, it doesn't, doesn't benefit me to bend over backwards to debate that guy. That's such an asshole. Who is the dude you debated on Christmas? Cause you let that dude up like a Christmas tree. Which dude on the one you are here or, uh, um, cause I kind of Claus one. Yeah. yeah the Santa Claus one. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I, get, I don't know. But see, that one, it's like, I, I definitely obviously believe there's, you know, occultic uh, origins of Christmas, no doubt about it. Because just the fir tree is like idolizing pagan culture. 
And that's like the whole thing of Christmas. And the people are like, oh, Jeremiah Tin's not about that. Jeremiah Tin's about uh, taking the tree and fastening it and making it look like something different. It's like, dude, the loose interpretation that Christians use of the Bible. And then on this one, they're like trying to be all tight and say, oh, because it says do not cut down a tree and anoint it with gold and silver and fasten it. I would consider that fasting it like don't fast it to a stand and make it stand up again. And they're like, oh, fasting it means you have to like, you know, they're carving it into like a a demon or something. I'm like, yeah, right, dude. We're using the same trees that it says not to use in the Bible. And it says not to put in your house. And like, what other time do we cut a tree, a living tree, and put it in our house? That everybody does it. It's just a totally normal thing to do. Where do you think that came from? I mean, you know what I mean? The origins of it came from somewhere and people, you know, I guess you don't want to admit that because you don't want to think, oh, I love Christmas, my favorite holiday. I love Christ, our Lord and Savior. So it can't be satanic, but dude, Christ and God don't exist without Satan. That's just how the good and evil works. Well, I'm waiting for the climate change people to start coming out about canceling Christmas because we do cut down Christmas trees to put in our house. Yeah, well, well, I'm, and I always wonder how a tree farm works. I knew a guy in college, his family, he was like this wealthy guy in his family had a tree farm. And I'm like, how does that even work? I mean, I guess maybe they just have so much property. But I mean, trees take a while to grow. I mean, a tree, I, I just, I mean, I know like a weed plant takes like, like three months and that can get tall. So I know like weeds grow pretty fast, but I just, I feel like trees take years and years and years. So where can we just cut down all these three-year-old, four-year-old, five-year-old trees and just start over? I guess we just have that much room uh, out there, right? I mean, how are we able to get so many Christmas trees just for two weeks, put it in your living room, and then just throw it on the curb like it's just trash? Yeah, it's mind-boggling. So going back to before we, we got into this topic, you're talking about you had your camera with you out on the street, put it on a guy's truck, and, and he throws it off. When you go out, are you always going out with – some kind of mission or do you just go out for walks and you have your camera handy and you're like, all right, here's my bit right here. Like how, how well, do we you- got this? No, sometimes I'm going out there with like a microphone and camera, you know, but dude, I mean, if there's something crazy, I'd like to stick my cell phone in somebody's, I'm like a Karen. I'm like, you know, ah, you know, I mean, now we have a, a camera on us all the time. So the only reason I catch stuff like that is total luck. Um, and I can, I'm, you know, I'm like, I'm just kind of black market. I'm always, I'm always around the edgy people. That's just how it works. And, and they're my type of people. Like those women fighting at that grocery store, that was like normal. Like in college, I saw like, you know, girls fighting like that all the time at LSU. Uh, so that wasn't that unusual to see two women uh, arguing over nothing. Some Baton Rouge scallywags. I mean, I've seen all kinds of fights in Baton Rouge between students, between girls over boyfriends. I mean, who hasn't? I mean, you've seen fights too, but I guess like I'm, what I'm trying to say is I knew they weren't – if they were going to get in blows, I was going to break it up uh, 100% just just because I would have thought it would be funny. And um, and I'm kind of a fake wrestler. You know, I would have liked to put them in a half Nelson or something, you know, kind of just, you know, get them and just do a little MMA move just to kind of show them that I'm boss. Um well, in a there, nice there you way. Go with, there you go with the Andy Kaufman, dude. You should. That's what I'm saying. Intergender. I mean, I would. I would want to hurt him, but I'm saying if they were getting in fisticuffs, you know, I would have put God in there and tried to help him so nobody got hurt because I wouldn't. I mean, like, like I said, one girl was in the kitchen. I didn't want her to grab a knife. Uh, so yeah, I would have jumped in and taken the blow, but I think I could have separated them is what I'm trying to say. It would have been pretty easy to subdue them. I'm like six, three, they were like, you know, five, four. I I'm like, if I just could, if I just stuck my arms out in between them, they couldn't have touched each other. So that's, like I said, I was inserting myself into a situation that I shouldn't have just because I wanted to either create content, but I wish I kind of like instigated them more while going back watching footage. I'm like, I didn't even really instigate it that much. I should have like been trolling him and instigating him way more hardcore looking back. Take that back bump and go get the neck brace in the trunk. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> then I get free groceries. See, I, I was thinking about that. I'm like, man, I wonder if I just said, Hey, give me a $500 gift card. I'll take the video down. But is that ex- extortion? I mean, it kind of feels like that. You got to get paid, bro. You're a used car dealer. You know how that goes. I know. But I mean, is that even how they do that? Are they even the manager of like the local store? Can he even give me a gift card for taking down yes. a YouTube video? I mean, I guess. I don't yes. know. I, I don't miss now. stores that, you know, corporate stores that are, you know, worldwide and, and have stores in, in big cities and stuff. And each manager has the ability to 
to, you know, they get some slush fund every month to, to do things with, whether it's community stuff or the surplus for employees. Yeah. Michael Scott, there's a very famous episode of the office. He doesn't know what to do with this, with the surplus from every month. You know, it adds up at the end and they don't know what to do because if they don't spend it, they take that away from the budget. So yeah, they do have a little bit of money to play with. Maybe I will go over there and joke with them a little bit and say, Hey, you know, if you don't, if you, but it's actually for $500 worth of groceries, it's almost, I'd rather you have the memory of seeing that video. That's actually worth more than the 500 bucks, uh, at the end of the day, believe it or not. To me, maybe for you, you've got yeah. everything monetized. Five hundred bucks. Well, five hundred bucks. I need. I need five hundred bucks. I'm only five four. I'm not I, six three. I'm not saying I don't need five hundred bucks. It's just like, listen, if I had to take down the video, like I couldn't have paid two actors to produce that in that no. grocery store. In that, like, if you're a Hollywood person trying to recreate that scene, it would cost minimum like ten thousand dollars. If you're trying to do it in a low budget way, like to rent a grocery store, get two people to two actors to fight each other. Not that it's like so epic. But I guess what I'm trying to say is like that, that what it was shot, even though as ghetto as it was, it was worth more than $500 in footage for, for what it would cost. I can never recreate that. So I can, I can always make 500 bucks somehow. I can never recreate that video. No, never. And I think, I think you had a good point and it's something I, I want to ask you at being the actor that you are, you've, you know, we've seen your reality shows, we've seen you in always sunny. We've seen you all over the place. Do you prefer the kind of reality based type stuff? Do you prefer, you know, videotaping to uh, ladies like you did at Tom Thumb or do you like the, the thespian aspect of things? <laughs> and do you like get a script? Oh, I am acted? a thespian. First I of all, I, I am a thespian. And second of all, I'm, I like all things that I've really gotten into. I don't know if people watch it or heard of it, but IP too. It's like this, like, Ice Poseidon, it's like these people that are like live streamers or like IRL streamers. And I love that. Like I sometimes IRL stream. I don't know why that content is so interesting to me to go around. They go around like, you know, film themselves in real life. That's kind of what I'm doing with short form. Like when something intense is going on, I'm, I'm whipping out my camera. They always are like trying to stir up content. So I guess I do it because I, I, I do like that, that kind of content, like live and just people being, you know, themselves like totally spontaneous and totally like random. But I also like the idea of like memorizing a line and doing a skit. So I don't have really a favorite. I mean, I guess if I really do have a favorite, it would just be going out and being like IRL and just like not having to do really any other work other than just like inserting myself into drama, you know, in the real world. Uh, but that's easier said than done. There's no, the world's not always that easy to find interesting drama to, you know, to insert yourself with like going live. Like you got to kind of mix it up. Are you, are you SAG? Well, you know, so I'm SAG eligible, but and I've been SAG eligible for now a long time, but I've just never joined ever since I moved to Texas because I can work a SAG project. Texas, we have a right to work state, so you don't have to be the union to work union project. So I booked a bunch of SAG commercials, not a bunch, three SAG commercials, not being in a union. And the only reason I didn't join is because I don't want to pay the $3,000 entrance fee, you know. I guess I maybe maybe one day, but really probably never actually. I asked because I'm... Um... Uh, junior in film school, so who knows if you want to get on a senior thesis project, well, I'll write one for prime time. Why, if I'm SAG, she, she, should I join? If no, if you're SAG, then I can't use you because oh I yeah, okay, kind of I, I'm not SAG. Yeah, I'm not SAG. No, no, no I'm not. But this is, it, I definitely want to be in it. But this is what I'm saying is like, a, like that I can join at any time. Uh, I just, I would be just doing it just to get the card, and then I got to pay dues. I'm like, why do I want to do that just to get some free DVDs? I know it sounds so cool. But I'm not really a commercial actor, and now with all these requirements to get on set, like now I really am, am have to go on my own. Like I used to work on Cheaters, and they don't have any requirements. I talk about that all the time. But um, now, like I used to be able to go on like Buffalo Casting, this casting company here in Dallas. I'd go on auditions for stuff. Now they are so nuts, so you can't even go into the into the uh, audition studio unless you're vaccinated. And this is in Dallas. So like the acting studios, you know, they're ultra liberal and annoying. The ones that the ones that I've booked in the past in Dallas, the legit ones. Are you Dallas born and raised? Born and raised. So it sucks, dude, because you know there's not that many opportunities. And like I said, this one, the one casting company that works like the Richards Group. There's this company called the Richards Group, and it's one of the biggest advertising firms in the Southwest. It is even the um, the uh, uh, advertising school, University of Texas, is named after the uh, guy that started uh, Stan Stan Richards, the guy that owns the company. But he created like the Corona commercial where the two people are on the beach and they clink the bottle. Like he's created all these famous. He created "I'll Leave the Lad On for You," um, you know. And no, and so what happened was is he actually this just happened. He's like basically like in his like late seventies, 
he still like works hard, but they made him step down because in a meeting he didn't, I mean, I guess he just said like, this commercial will not appeal to our white trash clientele. And like, or like, he's like, we need to appeal to black people more. And like said, like this racist statement in a, in a board meeting and his company's like, so woke, it wasn't even a racist statement, really. You know what I mean? It really wasn't what the way he said it, but he's like, this isn't appealing to the right thing. And it gets, came across as racist and like a bunch of companies left him, but he had like huge keystone accounts, like American airlines. Some companies stayed with like Chick-fil-A is one of his, this guy's, I'm talking about this company is huge. So they film all these, a lot of these commercials in Dallas. Sometimes they use their studio in New York, but because the Richards Group, their headquarters in Dallas, there's all these, you never, Chick-fil-A commercials, Subway commercials. I mean, every chain restaurant commercial, they film like in North Texas. And they film a lot in California too and in New York when they want that set or they want like high budget, this and that. But dude, so much stuff, like so many Corona commercials and none of that stuff I can act in anymore. So I'm really on my own when it comes to acting. I got to. I had to be like you, go on project, non-union projects, or create my own. You know, you hear a lot of people talking about the the Californication of Austin. Are you seeing anything like that in Dallas? And if someone were looking to relocate to Texas, but not in Dallas or any city for that matter, where would you recommend? I mean, if I was relocating to Texas, I'm just trying to think. I don't know. Everybody likes Austin, but I think in Austin, you end up living like in a suburb. Like if you live like in downtown, you're going to be like in the kind of a nightmare. Um, you know, I guess you could be living like some high rise and pay like $2,000 a month for one bedroom, but I don't know. I wouldn't want to live in Austin either. I like Dallas because I live in a duplex. It's like, you know, I'm in a relatively safe neighborhood and because I've been here my whole life. So I know I like the back of my hand. I can you know, know all the shortcuts and stuff. It's just like, I, if I get in trouble, I kind of know the, you know, the, how the rules work and like California, the rules are crazy. So, um, yeah, I just, I, I guess it's, I, I like Dallas just because I'm familiar with it, but for an outsider coming here, I don't know. I don't, I don't even know if I would move to Texas. I think I'd move to Florida before I'd move to Texas personally. Oh, I don't know about what, that. You don't like Florida? <laughs> I, I just, we grew up on the East Coast. Yeah. That's where you go to the vacation. You go to Disney World when you grew up in Disney. Do some Have you guys rituals. been to Tampa, though, recently? Yeah, not recently, uh, within the last 10 years. Clearwater Beach is so nice. If you had a pl- I mean, you don't have to live on Clearwater Beach. I'm just saying you can live on any little beach town, Destin, Florida. It's way better than Dallas. And I love Dallas. And I'm not saying if you actually want to live if, if, any place in the Metroplex, even living in Fort Worth, I think you would like it. I think it's relatively safe compared to a lot of the other country. Um, and and it's it's very cookie cutter. There's a CVS on very, every corner. There's a 7-Eleven on every corner. There's a Tom Thumb grocery store. Like, you know what I mean? Because it's, it's made later in a lot of the suburbs. It's like um, I was saying there's a movie by David Byrne from the 80s called True Stories. And it's kind of like how like the suburb about the eighties, how like everybody moved to the suburbs, you know, all these like new pre-manufactured homes. So that's kind of what it's like. Not that it's all bad homes. There's nice homes. There's all kinds of different homes, but I guess what I'm saying, it's like user friendly. It's not all annoying like New York city or LA or stuck in all this traffic. And it's always a pain in the ass just to get a hot dog or whatever. If you live in Allen, Texas or Fort Worth or Plano, Texas or Addison, Texas, like, you know, the suburb of Dallas, like Addison, Texas is, just right north of where I am. It's it's in the Metroplex. It's basically you know near downtown, but it's it's a bit the first suburb out. It's actually known as the restaurant capital of the world. It has more restaurants per capita per person than any spot in the world. And like that's where a lot of restaurant headquarters are. And there's like it's just restaurants. I mean, chill dude, every kind of restaurant in the world. So imagine living that. Imagine living in a city that's called the restaurant row and there's like every kind of chain restaurant. Uh known to man. That's kind of the idea of Texas. You know, it's like you got Every kind of buffet in the world, right? Two two doors <laughs> down. Prime time. Thank you for giving us the lowdown of Texas. We'll definitely check that out. We got some rapid fire questions for you before we get out of here. Okay. First and foremost, did you get a date with Cindy uh, Cindy Watson? No, but I got it. I got to pursue that. No, but listen, it's not over yet. It's not over. She she tweeted a very nice thing about me, she call, calling me underrated after the show. You're in there, dog. Well, and I had sent her a nice message. I don't want to come across as too strong. I I feel like, though, if I did ask her, you know, not to do like, I don't even know if I'd ask her on a date. If I asked her to do something, like maybe come on my show or like create content or something, I think she would be down because I'm going on Brandon Steele, the guy that runs her show. He has a podcast. He lives in Dallas. I'm going on his show on Saturday. 
like at his house. It's not Blaze, but it, you know, it's his podcast. So I'm just saying, if I'm, I'm going to become friends with Brandon, you know, I'll be nice with him and I'll see Sydney again. And yeah, I would definitely, I think I definitely, she would give me a chance to take her out. Now we go out, she might not like me, you know, we might not hit it off. And imagine we start going out and then I dating some girl that's way more popular than me. That'd be kind of hard to deal with. You know, what am I going to do with I that? think you'd figure a way to deal with it. I'd be able to be fine with it. I wouldn't care two craps about that, honestly, but it still would be just kind of, I wouldn't, I've, I've never dated like another, I've just started creating content on my own. This would be two years in May. So what I'm saying is I've never dated somebody else that kind of creates content on their own or for like a media company, like independent media company like Blaze. So I don't know. It'd just be, it'd be cool. I think it sounds, sounds badass. Sounds really sweet, but dude, I, at the same time, I'm a mess. She's going to meet me and she's going to see all my cats, my toxoplasmosis guys. It's not going to be a good sight. These, 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 I don't want to call them hoes. These ladies, and once they get in my grip and they, you know, we get freaky deaky, they, they seem to run away pretty fast. Um, Maybe I'm pushing them a little bit, but a little bit of bo- both push and pull. What about Leanne Starr? Oh, man. Well, <laughs> and Leanne's not even the number one. Uh, 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 yeah, no, I'm not hooking up with Leanne, but I like Leanne. She's very nice. But I'm saying Leanne and Eva Lovia came on my show, <laughs> but if it connected to the porn stars on You Are Here, Sydney's show, they had Eva Lovia on a girl that I previously had on my show that was a very well-known porn star. So it's kind of weird. Like, I guess... So I'm similar to the you are here people, I guess, is what I'm trying to say, too. It's kind of weird how it all you bring up Leanne Starr. I bring up a different porn star I had on that they had on. It's just kind of a small world, I guess. Synchronicities. Something like that. Prime time. Are you a coffee drinker? You know, I love coffee ice cream. I don't drink any coffee. Isn't that crazy? I don't drink any coffee. And I, and I haven't had a Diet Coke in uh, over a month now. Good for you, dude. I know. That is good. But I still have some aspartame. Not as much because I sometimes have the Gatorade Zero just because I've been trying to exercise more. And sometimes I just kind of need something with a little flavor. But other than that, I've been good. You got to get some Ultima for your water, dog. What is that? It's so electrolytes. Oh, that's what I it's need. Free. Yeah, see, that's flavor. what I need just to add it to my water instead of the Gatorade. That's what I need. Just because, like I said, you know, after I'm kind of tired, I need, I want like the electrolytes. Um, but I've been good. I've been drinking a lot of iced tea, you know, without sugar. Sometimes I'll add a little sugar, just a little hit. Stay away um, from that sweet tea. I know it's terrible. No, it's terrible. But I drink it you know, with no. But sometimes I'll put a little, a little hit. Now, sometimes I'll do a little hit of lemonade because that has sugar in it, like in the machine. I'll do the full of tea, and you just do like a punch of lemonade. That's the sugar in it, and it tastes, you know, it gives it, it gives it enough. It's a, it's not a real Arnold Palmer. It's like, um, it's like a Arnold Palmer LPGA version. It's an Arnish. What's the girl you version? Could of Arnie? The, you could do the unsweetened iced tea and put a little lemon aid. Ultima in there and get a, get your Arnold Palmer fix. That's what I'm saying. See the ultimate. That's what I need. I need to know the old. See, all I know is the Ultima, the Nissan Ultima. That's the only Ultima <laughs> that I'm familiar with, and I'm very familiar with the Nissan Ultima. Um, I know all about that. Um, but the Ultima hydration uh, electrolyte. I need to learn about that. I need more. I need more hydration. Like I said, I actually went vegetarian because of my digestion, you know, is so good. And lately I've noticed I'm like, kind of my digestion, digestion hasn't been that. I feel like I'm kind of pushing hard lately. So maybe it's because I'm not drinking enough water. You heard Savon, dude. You got to go get the, the, the turtle shell and just eat that whole thing of greens one time and you poop it out. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's not just one uh, a bowl of lead. I mean, that does help you go number two, but... um. No, I don't know. I just think it's because, like, I mean, dude, I go, I go fine. Number two, I'm just saying, is noticeably. I feel like I've been straining more. I think it's maybe the cold weather. I'm not warmed up like I used to be. Uh, well, how's the weather where you guys are? are? You guys in Colorado? It was cold as fuck today. Yeah, it was we, two degrees this morning. We got hit with snow yesterday, and it's well, been I'm, cold. I'm in Dallas, and we never get snow, and it snowed this morning. So it's our first snow day. It's insane. We never have snow. Um, so I'm trying to shut to, the grid off on you again. Basically, that's what they're worried about. And so right now they've kept it on. And I think the only people that have lost power so far have been people that like, you know, like, um, you know, some apartments of you know, like water uh, burst or something because, you know, generators have gone out. But it's it's not like a grid that they've had to do the rolling blackouts because the people were overusing it because that's what happened last time. It got so cold. I guess they weren't. This is what they say. They weren't ready for people to have so much demand for the energy so that's why they had to have blackouts where you can only use it temporarily and uh i lived in california for a little bit but i never had to deal with blackouts when i was there uh 
Dude, and I'm, luckily my house didn't lose power, but my mom's house lost power. And those blackouts were a nightmare for her. I mean, my mom was like crying about it. I felt really bad. Um, she's like, I want my power back on. You know, it's cold and stuff. So it's like, imagine like your power going on for eight hours and then turning off for eight hours and then coming back for eight hours. And you're like, why are you turning it off? You know, it's, it's almost like they're playing with you. Uh, they're rolling. Oh, idea. <laughs> yeah. Like just keep it on. We get that it went off, but now that it's back on, stay on. Don't turn back off in the middle of the night or whatever. It's like, it was really bad. I just remember how stressful it was. Um, uh, last year at this exact same time. So, guys, 2021 was a shitty year. That's how it started off really bad. Uh, uh, we had Dalaska here. And because in Colorado and New York or wherever these places are built, you know, they have snow all the time. But we know the weather is probably genetically engineered because in Texas, I think uh, a Mikey J was sharing, it's like between, and I'm getting the stats wrong, but it was like from recorded, like, re- you know, weather from like 1919 to like, 1957 it like snowed in dallas like twice or something and then like from 1957 to like 2000 it snowed like eight times and then now from like 2001 to 2022 it's just snowed like 20 times or something like you can just tell it's like it's like getting way more and i don't think it's because things are getting warmer it's just weird that snowing a lot more in dallas is very unusual well you know what matt lamman says don't talk to me about climate change unless you're willing to talk about who's interested in changing the climate yeah, well, and that's the thing. It's like the weather manipulation tactics. If people don't believe that we have cloud seeding or, or that doesn't exist, we definitely it definitely does. That's not uh, fake news. No, they got their head in in the sand. Alex, you have any daily practices or ritual you do on a regular basis to show up as the strongest version of yourself? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I I walk every single day, but that's not that hard. But I walk every day, and I do that for the mental health benefits. I mean, now I'm back to doing like crazy this past month. But like after my mom died, I always do it for the mental health. Like that's why it's minimum three miles. I usually walk six every day, no matter what, because I do it mentally. Because I don't, you know, you can eat a scoop of peanut butter and it's like the same amount of calories from walking, you know, a full hour, hour and a half. It's you only burn like three or four hundred calories, not that much, maybe five hundred if an hour and a half. But what I'm trying to say is, when my mom passed away right after, dude, even though I would try to go exercise or even you know do like some high intensity exercises, that always kind of makes you feel better. Dude, it's just like didn't help. Like, I guess I was always able to. Now I'm back on track a little bit, but I was always able to convince myself, oh, Alex, you can go work out because it'll make you feel better mentally. You know, that's how you trick yourself. It's not about your physical self. At least that's how I tell them. That's how I trick myself into always, you know, exercising or walking or doing something. Um, but I was in such a bad place. Like, I couldn't even convince myself that it, may, it would make me feel better, even though I knew like it would, but it really wouldn't. It's hard to explain, like, you're just so depressed about losing the person you love so much, you think, oh, well, maybe a, a three-mile three run, you know, sometimes I'll jog, I'll jog and walk part of it and sprint, you know, to get my heart rate. Like, usually that makes you feel so good, and then you get in the shower and just start crying. So I just have to get back on my fitness once I get healed up a little bit more. But, dude, for myself, uh, uh, I mean, no, I, other than the, the exercise, I probably not, I probably don't take good enough care of myself. Uh, you know, I mean, you guys know my eating habits and everything. I, I really need to take better care of old primetime 99, this old castle. Well, you got the area bros in your corner. So we're, we're both, uh, athletes and, and trainers and coaches. So you want some help? Just let us know. We'll get you, get you on that ultimate life. We'll get you a supplement regimen, maybe incorporate some beef back in, you know, you are in Texas, maybe get you eating a little bit more red meat again. We'll get you dialed in. Yeah. You guys want to, I mean, you listen. I know you guys know what to do. This is the problem though that always worries me is you were just talking about height is I'm six three and tall people don't live very long. So I just know I just know I'm always worried some something's gonna happen. I'm either gonna get hit in a car accident. Well, with that attitude, that's a low vibrating attitude. I know, I hate it because I watch all these videos. I know, but they always say tall people go out so fast. I'm like, oh, I'm just so worried. And then I would have never, I never. the same thing about short people. I'm 5'4". No, I don't think short people die early. They live a long time. But listen, and like, I never even, I always like thought about death and stuff. You know, always had afraid, like fear of death. And like, now that my mom died, I'm like, Shay Shay TK, 20 bucks. Yeah, there she is. Enjoy Jim and Rich. I'm saying I'm less afraid to die, but I'm more accepting that it's going to be a possibility sooner than later. You know what I mean? It's a weird. I don't know how to explain it. And so I'm not trying yeah, to get at least this. 15 years, dog. You're 35. Yeah, it's a little vibrational, but, you know, life is not easy, guys. For all out there. That's why it's like for the people that are like, I'm suicidal. I want to end it all. Dude, just hang on a few more minutes. It's going to be over anyway. So chill out, bro. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh.
Brad Pep, we have some more, but we know we, we got to get out of here. We're uh, at an hour, dude. Can you believe yeah. that? It flew oh, by, time. but we, we got another show. I'll be going live now with uh, uh, Legit Bat. Uh, I don't know if you've heard All of right. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Time flies when you're having fun. One last thing. Can I have you say, this is Alex Stein, and you're listening to Airy Bros Radio. This is Alex Stein, and you're listening to Airy Bros Radio. You know, that's good. Was that good? Is This is Alex Stein. You're listening to Airy Bros Radio. I love it. I like doing the drop, and I love you guys, and I love that you guys are out there. And this is what we need. We need independent content creators. I always tell people to do, you know, do something with your life. Like you said, you guys are athletes, so, like, uh, you know, you guys already kind of do something. You have like a hobby that you, you know, that you're passionate about. So I guess it's probably easy to like put your passionate, uh, into something else too. You know what I mean? You probably use that same passion, but for people out there that are like kind of rudderless, you don't have anything, start doing a show or start doing something creative. It doesn't necessarily have to be a show, but create something. So like you look back in a year, you're like, Oh, I have 10 things or I have 10, you know, shows that I made. I just think for everybody, uh, it's beneficial for me. It changed my life. And so you guys are doing it. I know one day it'll change yours. So I encourage everybody else to do the same. Prime time. You're the man. Keep you doing you, brother. Man. See you guys. Peace. Thank you, See bro. ya. Bye.